Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning into this Warriors, our Warriors versus Blazers um, podcast. Make sure to like this video and or if you're listening, subscribe to this podcast because it's the best darn sports podcast out there. Okay, but yeah, we're just going to start doing some intros at the beginning of our podcast just to get our just to kind of remind you guys come back and listen because we drop literally everything UFC stuff NBA stuff and Jonah's an NBA wizard he knows everything and we talk about the NFL specifically we have an emphasis about west coast teams like Bay Area, Bay Area. but yeah guys tune in because this we hope we have big we have big plans you know what I mean but yeah thank you so much for listening we kind of start out talking about Jordan Clarkson and his little shove off and then we talk about um we just hop right into the Warriors Blazers two game series but yeah boys thank you so much and enjoy what did you think of the Jordan Clarkson thing I was like when he shoved the ref yeah I thought he I was watching the game um what do you, well, go ahead yeah, I, I was going to say, I was watching the game too. I actually thought he should have been ejected. Cause, really? Yeah, I thought they kind of let him off easy. Because we yeah. had the precedent for that set last year in a, actually a game that the Blazers were playing in at the Washington Wizards when Isaiah Thomas oh, yeah. fell into a ref and pushed him into the stands. And I thought that's that, true. That, was a lot, that was a lot less blatant than this one was. That's true. Yeah. Isaiah Thomas got ejected in this game. I thought Jordan Clarkson's instance was way worse. So I thought they kind of let him off the hook a little bit. Yeah. It's I just have a hard time. He was just like, not empathizing with him. Yeah. Cause that'd be so frustrating to me. He was literally getting a steal. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Under the other team's basket, bro. And I, I think like, that's why he didn't get ejected probably. Cause the referee just yeah. understood how badly he messed up himself. And so, yeah, yeah. I can see both sides for sure. Mm-hmm. It was funny though. Yeah, it was it was weird, but it didn't, it didn't just, look that bad live. No. And then the replay, he was like, you could see the attitude. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like it wasn't just he ran into him; it was like the full extension of the arms too. Yeah. But it yeah. was it was pretty subtle. He was just like, get out, get out of my way, man. Yeah. You know, but then he's like, yeah, it wasn't like he was trying to hurt him. No. <laughs> But I would have been really upset too. Everybody in the comments or like yeah. a post and stuff seemed to not be too mad at him. But I can see where Jonah's coming from. But I mean, Jordan Clarkson getting... Well, yeah, especially with the Isaiah Thomas thing. I forgot about that. Yeah. But dude, Jonah... That ref was just soft. <laughs> I know. I If you were a ref, would you have called anything? I feel like I would have just well, been like, it's I chill. Like... It's fine. I know, but you're, they're supposed to do it when they put their hands on them, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. a pretty big no-no. But yeah, you know what I but did? It was like bang bang. Like, yeah, I don't know. You know what I did? I forgot that I didn't even realize because, like, Brad Wanamaker against the Pistons, he had like a layup, and then he accidentally like touched the ball after, and then they like teed him up. Oh yeah, delay of game. And yeah, but it was like it landed right in front of him. Yeah, was kind I, of, I'm not a big fan of those calls. Yeah, it was the stupidest thing ever. But. Yeah. I guess speaking of Brad Wanamaker, do you guys want to sort of jump into this game that's going on tonight? Because the Warriors, I mean, the, <laughs> yeah. the Blazers are in trouble, man. I I did go back and watch most of that um, Warriors game against the Pistons, aside from like the last six minutes when the Warriors really started to enforce their will. On How about Detroit. number 22? 
But yeah, that was, and I walked away from the Chicago game, which was the Warriors first win of the season, feeling even worse about the Warriors. I thought they played really badly in that game, but the Detroit one, you could kind of start to see a few things come together. So it'll be exciting to see how that carries over into the game tonight with the biggest storyline being the return of Draymond Green, who uh, there's no panacea for a team that started the season as poorly as the Warriors have, but Draymond Green excels in a lot of the areas that have sort of been, um, that the Warriors have been underperforming in throughout the early portion of this season, in particularly, in particular, um, interior defense, rebounding, and then passing and screening, most of all on offense. Like we think of Draymond as this elite defensive player, which at one point he was, but I think the offensive end of the floor is really where he is going to be able to help them immediately tonight. Uh, Kellen, what do you think about that? Bro, I, I just, this game's going to be freaking fun. So Draymond, he had a foot thing, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he was day to day before that, before this, like he could have came back, like probably in a playoff situation, he would have came back, but yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. And I think that the Warriors oh. are going to take both games, dude. Wait, okay, what do you think of the odds of the war? Do you stop think- the cap. Bro, you never know, honestly. If Wiggins shoots the lights out like he did, if that's not a fluke, they look so good. Wiggins, he hit like three three-pointers in a row. And then Wiggins. Bro, we have I mean, so many then, guys to hold Wiggins, bro. And then Ubre, bro, finally yes. hit his first three ball. Stop it. So let's talk about Andrew Wiggins because I actually think his game against Detroit – was very interesting. Kellen referenced his shooting and he did have a very nice night shooting the basketball at Detroit. He's he had struggled he'd struggled very badly shooting in the first three games of the season. And um to be honest, what we saw against Detroit is um nothing more than a fluke. Like he's not gonna shoot above 50% from three-point range every we'll night. See. He's probably going to be a lot closer to the first three games of the season. He's probably, uh, in my eyes, he's like a 30 to 32% three-point shooter. What really was interesting to me, though, and this has carried over through the first few games of the season, is the way they're actually using um, Andrew Wiggins on offense as sort of like this primary creator. He's been running some pick and rolls and I actually, he's been running quite a few of them. I think he's like top 40 in the league in terms of pick and rolls ran as of right now. And I think that's been a very interesting wrinkle to his game. Um, his overall awareness and intelligence seems to have really increased this year. I wonder if that's having the entire off season to sort of be because the offseason's been completely different, but just sort of be integrated into this Warriors offensive scheme. Um, but yeah, his turnover rate has gone way down. That was a major problem for him in Minnesota. His handle's gotten a lot tighter, which another big problem for him in Minnesota. And he's making passes like to the weak side corner and he's finding sh- spotted shooters who are spotting up. And that's just something we've never really seen Wiggins do at prior points in his career. So I'm going to be really watching to see what Wiggins does when he has the ball in his hands tonight against the Blazers. Wiggins is going to drop. I think he's going to score at least like 25 in both games, bro. 
I think he's going to pick up where he left off. And t- look at Jonah. Look at Jonah. Look at Jonah. <laughs> well, Chandler, who, bro? You talked about <laughs> on who? Of, you talked about some of the Blazers' options for defending Wiggins. Do you want to dive a little deeper into that? Yeah, bro. Who in the world is Wiggins going to score twenty five on? Robert Eric Jones Jr. Robert Covington. Oh, dude, Derek- Robert Covington. Dude, Derek Jones Jr. Rodney Hood. Waiting, bro. Derek Jones Jr. is good. He's really good. I haven't really watched him, but like his yeah, block, he is, bro. His He's my favorite one v one defender Jesus. on the team. Yeah, no, he was such a good pickup. Yeah, bro. He held Harden well too. Yeah, I don't know. He did a good job against Harden, bro. And I think if you can do a good job against Harden, you can do a good job against Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> That's a probably a pretty good estimate there, dude. But I don't know, man. Yeah, this is something I've thought about quite a bit leading into the game. I always like to think about who the base defensive matchups will be. And I actually think the Blazers are going to utilize Derek Jones the most on Stephen Curry, which is surprising because Jones is... Yeah, that's what I thought too, yeah. And Curry's a guard. But Curry, obviously, the number one threat assessment on the Golden State Warriors, does a lot running off of screens, just trying to lose his defender when he's off the ball. And Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum, the Blazers, two guards... They're never really guys who you want to put on. You, you don't want to give them the most involved defensive assignment. I, I was going to say the hardest defensive assignment, but I'm going to um, yeah. change my wording and say like the most strenuous, like the one where you have to exert the most effort. And whoever guards Stephen Curry is going to have yeah. to just be running constantly, be um, maneuvering around screens. And I think Derek Jones Jr. is Wait. probably the best man for the job there. I think Robert Covington is an interesting one. I actually am going to be expecting Robert Covington to guard Draymond Green because Draymond Green cannot shoot the basketball. He's Yeah, that's what I was just thinking too. He's ineffective when the ball's not in his hands. And so Robert Covington can just have free license to help off of Draymond Green as much as he wants to. So when he doesn't have to worry about like Draymond catching the ball and hitting a spot up three, Covington will be free to go and like try to get deflections and make plays elsewhere on the court. So I think that will be really liberating for Covington to be put on such an ineffective off ball player as Draymond Green and Draymond at certain points in his career was maybe a more active cutter, maybe did a bit of a better job on the offensive glass, finding open spaces on the court. It's just hard for me to imagine him being too effective in those areas in his first game coming off a foot injury after he hasn't played in like almost a calendar year. So I think that'll be a matchup where Covington can really showcase his skills. And then obviously you'll see Lillard and McCollum that just leaves Wiggins and Oubre for them to guard. And so I would expect maybe Lillard on Wiggins because throughout the past like year of blazer basketball Lillard has tended to pick up more difficult assignments than CJ. So maybe Lillard on Wiggins, I think Lillard's Lillard's under his strength is underrated. So I actually think he could give Wiggins a few problems and then um, McCollum on Oubre, which could, that could, that could be, that could be a problem for the blazers. Yeah. Oubre's really, um, Oubre's been doing an, amazing job of crashing the boards and just being really active in sort of the hustle areas so far this season. And so that might be a bit difficult for CJ to contain. Yeah. I just want to apologize too. Uh, because is Gary Trent Jr. Ready to go? 
Uh, he's still questionable, as is Eric Paschal. Obviously, if Gary Trent Jr. is playing today, that's going to help the Blazers a ton. Uh, likewise, if Eric Paschal plays today, that's probably going to help the Blazers quite a bit as well. So we'll just have to wait and see what becomes of those two. Yeah. You want to talk about um, Damian Lillard lighting up the scoreboard last game? Yeah, so Dame, that that was the case. He did have an off-shooting night, but he was able to just he use it. still had like 20, bro. Yeah, getting to the hoop, getting fouled. He ended up having a, not an amazing scoring night, but he was still able to contribute in other ways on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, Damian Lillard, actually, of the 29 teams in the NBA, Damian Lillard has the highest career average against the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, he, always- he does. He always yes, he does. show up when he gets to play in the Bay. So <laughs> I actually am looking for Dame to get back on track tonight. Shannon, do you have a reaction to that? Oh, you'd love to hear it, dude. Yeah, he's yeah. from the Big O, bro. He's got to show up. Yeah, and every single time. He plays good against the Warriors, I feel like, all the time, except their the Western Conference Finals. He's like, good against the um, Lakers, too, for some reason. Dude, like, if, Jonah, every single time I go and see him play, play he drops like 50 and he pulls up from way beyond the arc he just yeah so stupid um Calum, do you want to get into some like some advantages you think the warriors are going to have against the blazers tonight some things we can oh, look yeah. out for. best point guard in the league duh he's starting to heat up he's feeling himself dude mm. yeah he is stop jonah come on man but uh, i wanted to say something they yeah. didn't listen to us michael Mulder only got like 11 minutes last game yeah, Mulder needs to play more. He needs That's to play big... more. He needs to play more for sure. And then I think they were going to play again too. Yeah, and that's a fair point about Stephen Curry. He's he's still only shooting thirty two percent from three on the oh, year, fuck. but he was like there's five of ten or like up. five of nine from three. Yeah, there's definitely been an uptick in the past two games. Uh, granted, the the Pistons are not a team that no, you but they thought. they they're they're throwing a lot of stuff at Steph though. I mean. But Blake, what didn't Blake Griffin get a concussion? Oh, I, I, I think Blake Griffin was hurt, and that kind of played a big role in why. Because yeah, I, I think, don't remember that play, but maybe. Yeah, but you know who's actually a stud? Just is Jeremy Grant, bro. That guy yeah. can score, dude. And it's, I mean, the Warriors' defense is kind of sketch, but they're pretty scrappy though. They get, they manage to turn the ball. They get turnovers, dude. Yeah, and Grant might be a little bit overcast as sort of a primary isolation score in Detroit. But um, yeah, when you surround him with options such as Killian Hayes, DeLon Wright, Svi Mikhaik, I mean, somebody's got to take the offensive workload. And so, um, and that's the reason he came to Detroit in the first place. But um, to pivot back, yeah, to the, sure. pivot back to the game tonight, one question I was curious to ask you, Kellen, who do you think Draymond Green's minutes are going to come at the expense of tonight? Uh, what are you talking about? Like, who's going to play for him more? Yeah, like, like who's going to have their role cut back due to Draymond being integrated into the lineup? Mm, well, if Pascal's not playing, wouldn't mm-hmm. he play more maybe? Yeah, and that's kind of the obvious one, Pascal. Um, another guy I looked at only playing about 17 or 18 minutes a game Oh, Juan Toscano Anderson. I oh, think facts. Will facts. Take quite a few yeah. He's been and starting. Then, yeah. And then one thing we've seen the Warriors do, and I've talked about this on the Bulls podcast, and I still 
want to make it clear how much I am against this strategy is playing non-centers at the center position. And obviously, <laughs> the center position is a very weak one for the Warriors. James Wiseman and Kavon Looney are not some murderer's row. Like They're not guys who you would think you need on the court at all times. But when the alternative is Eric Paschal at center, it's just not, not going to work. And thus far this season, Terry Stotts has done a very deliberate job of staggering the minutes of Yusuf Nurkic and Ennis Cantor. Um, the end being that one of those two are on the floor at all times. And if the Warriors, um, and this is only if Pascal can even play tonight, but I guess the same goes for Draymond. If they want to play Draymond or Pascal at center, they're going to have a very hard time keeping Cantor and Nurkic off the boards. Granted, Nurkic has had a bit of a slow start. Dude, Cantor's been a beast, bro. Yeah. And yeah, especially Cantor's a beast down low. Yeah, a lot of those Pascal at center um, lineups have come with the reserves on the floor. And if that's the case, yeah, can't look for Cantor to just have a monster night. If, Not as much of a beast as Kevon Looney, dude. Oh, I, I'm actually a <laughs> Kevon little. Kevon Looney always in the right place at the right time. Yeah, I <laughs> I think that might be advantage Blazers. So. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I forgot, dude, what happened to Marquis Chris, my man? We kind of miss him. Yeah, His Wiseman had to play a lot last game. Yeah, and he's not coming back for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So that's another reason for concern for Golden State. I know, but that, that means Wiseman's going to get a lot of action this year. Which that hopefully will be good for his development. But Wiseman is nowhere near the point he needs to be to actually contribute to winning basketball. And so... Yeah, I mean, he he sent some shots back though. I mean, yeah, he and he always he's been shooting, quote unquote, very well. Well, he doesn't really shoot that much. Yeah, he doesn't shoot that much. I I'm yeah, I'm not a I'm not a wise I'm not a I still believe in Wiseman's potential. I don't think any more or less of him than I did five months ago. But I think the hype train has started to get out of control on Wiseman. And I, yeah, and you're right, he does foul a lot, dude. And he fouls a lot, and he's um, his defensive awareness still is not very good. He doesn't; he never knows where to be. Okay, here's an example. Of this I don't think I've talked about this yet, but this is all the way from the Warriors' first game. There were plays where um, DeAndre Jordan um, was holding the ball at the top of the key, and Wiseman would go out and guard him there. Like I get if it's I get if it's like Tyree <laughs> or Kevin Durant or Joe Harris coming off of like a, a handoff screen and getting an open mid-ranger, like maybe then you come off and try to head to that play. But otherwise there's just no reason to guard DeAndre Jordan. And he, and he's done that multiple times against other matchups. Uh, most notably Wendell Carter made him look very foolish a couple of times during that bulls game. And so he's just got to do a so much better job of just having that awareness and doing a better job assessing the threat that the opposing center presents. And so until he can really like figure out where to be on defense and how to gauge specific matchups, I really think that teams are just going to be able to take advantage of Wiseman fairly easily. I did see there, there was one time, I forget who it was, but he backed off and didn't even come up to the uh, line to guard him though. I forget who it was. It might've been Plumlee or someone. Oh yeah, but there was one time where he was like, "No, 
And I thought yeah. that was pretty smart. Yeah, and that's what he should do. Um, is against Nurkic, like Nurkic has been getting a little bit more adventurous shooting three points. <laughs> but I still don't think that's I don't I don't think Wiseman should try to respect that too much. Like if yeah. Nurkic hits one or two three pointers tonight, I mean so be it. But I think I think Steve Kerr would be happy to live with those shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think is gonna happen in game one today? Tonight at 7.30. Yeah, I mean, it's just one regular season NBA game. So, I mean, anything... It's big for me. It's really big for me. Anything could happen. I think the Blazers are going to win tonight. Um, Don't say anything could happen. I mean... take away from my Warriors. If they earn a dub, they earn a dub, bro. You guys always ghost me. Whenever they do something good, it's like crickets. (laughs) It's just crickets. I mean, it's it's like, come on. It's the regular season. Like, anybody could beat anybody. Like, the... The uh, yeah. the, the Hornets, the Knicks throttled the Bucks a couple nights ago, and the Cavaliers yeah, the Bucks aren't that good, honestly, dude. And the Cavaliers yeah, sucks. And the Cavaliers beat the 76ers by like over twenty. So I mean, they're like an individual regular season game, like is not they're not extremely predictable. But dude, I I do think the Blazers are a better team than the Warriors, and so I will I'll take the Blazers tonight, and I'll take yeah. I'll take the Blazers on um. Would it be Sunday as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm taking Warriors. They're going to win one game. Maybe not tonight. Maybe not tonight. But hopefully it's close. I do. But when they were playing the Bucks or whatever, you'd think Giannis would be a better free throw shooter, dude. Is he usually pretty good? No. No. Man, dude. Just hack Giannis, bro. I think they're going to. I think the Warriors. um, What do you think the score is going to be? Maybe like one, one fifteen to one ten. Yeah, it sounds about right. I these this these should be pretty high scoring games. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think Steph's gonna do? Um, it depends on. Because do starting. you not think that he's actually heating up? No, I do. I because I mean, obviously he is. He was you like just... two for. He was. No, I, I said he's heating up. He's having a pretty bad shooting season. But well, yeah, he was two for ten in his first games, and yeah. then what was he like five for nine against the Pistons, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Even so his, I, what was? His I mean, we have a better shooter than that. So I mean, Gary Trent Jr. still plays for the Blazers. Yeah, his last two Wins. games have been an improvement. So I am, I am kind of. I mean, obviously, I picked Stephen Curry to be on my All NBA second team, so I expected him to have a good season, and so. Um, so yeah, I'm yeah. inclined. To I do think he might be picking it back up again. I do think Derek Jones Jr. is a, a good matchup for him because he's a guy who can trail in the whole game and he's lengthy. Yeah. He's got great hands. Yes. And he's yeah. a guy who will he'll make you think you beat him, whether or not it's intentionally, and then he's still he's really still in the play. Yeah. I love that about him. Yeah. And then okay, wait. I think this is what did Steph shoot the game before the Pistons game? His oh, against the Bulls, he was like five of fifteen against the oh, Bulls. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, but I I have to apologize to my boy Wiggins, even though it might be a fluke. But the episode against the Bulls told him just to drive, and then he got hot with that corner three ball, and then he just started pulling up from wherever. It's yeah. kind of nice. Yeah, he's good. He's good, dude. If he can do that every three games, that would be fire. 
Because I don't, I definitely wouldn't ever expect that every single game. But you know how it has been a um, pleasant surprise. I feel like Damian Lee does well on like both sides of the floor because he was he was two way player last year, right? Yeah, um, yeah, he, I love yeah. Damian Lee. He's so good. He and Mulder need to play more. Um, yeah, who's taking their minutes? Jordan Poole. But Poole, I think Poole barely even sank a shot last game. Yeah, I, mean, I want to check how many minutes he played. Uh, the Warriors still seem committed to making this Jordan Poole experiment continue as long as possible, and he sucks. Played like, ten minutes. Yeah, um, he played nineteen. Uh, Mulder played eleven. Yeah, you got it. Like Jordan Poole should not be playing minutes. Just give those minutes to Mulder and or Damian Lee. Like that's such low hanging fruit at this point. And they picked up they picked up Jordan Poole's option, so he will be on the Warriors once again next year. So they do <laughs> seem rather invested in making this marriage work. But I I don't know. He has to show me a lot more before I come around. I like Jordan. He's cool. And then, um, he doesn't shoot a lot. One last point before we go. I actually think Pascal could help the Warriors a little bit. I know I joked. Oh, stop! Stop! I know I joked earlier that if Pascal plays, that's going (laughs) to be. Was about ready to just pull the plug on Pascal last episode. Yeah, I I don't think (laughs) Pascal is a very good player. Um, I actually was somewhat optimistic about him after his rookie season, and. Um, he's pretty much taken my optimism and set it on fire in the short span of three and a half <laughs> games this season. Um, but that said, if if he plays this game and he's going against um, the front court of Carmelo Anthony and Ennis Cantor, which Terry Stotts has played those two quite a bit together for better or for worse thus far this season, if Pascal gets matched up against that combination, I actually think he might be able to do some damage tonight, especially just getting to the foul line. Like that's probably the one thing he's been able to do. All right. This year is just get foul shots. And I think it should be a pretty bountiful harvest for him. If it's Carmelo Anthony, who indeed he's matched up against. You know what a hot take would be? What if Ubre just turns it up this series? When do you think he will? I mean, he's all, he's obviously really good on defense, but I don't think he's the type of player to be like a ISO bucket guy, honestly. No, definitely yeah. not. I don't know. But like Jonah said, he kind of lost At his any touch point. a little bit so far, but it's, 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 ha- I'm happy that he actually managed to drain one three ball. Yeah. So I guess. But- should do do any of you guys have any last thoughts about this game? No, dude. Warriors sweep. Let's Can. go. Uh, well, I mean, I think both teams have reasons to be confident, but I think that the Blazers just match up better and have too many weapons for the Warriors to handle realistically. I mean, it is a regular season game, like you said, but just based on like paper and like rosters, uh, I think the Blazers are a pretty obvious pick. Yeah, and I would I would agree with that. I'm gonna go at the Blazers as well. I think they'll win both of these games. And looking ahead to um just the month of January in a more macro sense, the Blazers schedule is very soft for these next 16 games that'll take place over the span of this yeah. month. I'm actually gonna pick the Blazers. 
to go 14 and two yeah. over their next 16 games. I think the Blazers are going to really be able to heat up this month. And so I definitely think this will be a launching pad for yeah. that with the win over the Golden State Warriors. So they're going to lose two to the Golden State then win 14. Straight. And I think that. Sure. That's good. That's fair. I think the mindset for the Blazers is like this road trip was like, we got to get these ones because then it gets easier after that. So I think they're locked yeah. in, ready to go for these Golden State games. Yeah. And people have been critical of the Blazers for, I mean, for good reason. Our net rating is the sixth worst in the NBA right now, which is mostly just due to the two blowouts we've suffered. But if you told me we started out two and two, like I would not, I am not complaining about that start for Portland. No, that's because. Yeah, yeah that's I, what we were hoping for. Yeah, and when I ranked the Western Conference, I had Lakers, Clippers, Jazz, one, two, and three. So we played what I thought were the three most difficult matchups in the entire Western Conference. And then we played the Rockets on the night that James Harden went for 44 yeah. points and like 17 assists. And so those are four very difficult games. And, yeah. and, and we were able to split. And them. Christian Wood balled out too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, under the circumstances, I two and two, like there I I'm not at all worried about the Blazers right now. So yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm pumped, dude. Let's go. And I think we saw how good they can be against the Lakers. Yeah, absolutely. That game was pretty much like the thesis of this team. Like that was the proof of concept, basically. Yeah. Yes, yeah. sir. Okay, so Make sure to tune into me and Jonah at that post game episode, dude. Yeah, that'll be fun. Kel, Kel, better All be right. easy. They're gonna be very happy, very All sad. Right. But yes, I'm thank thank you for Channon for coming on. Yeah, thanks. You Shannon. found an opening. Yes, sir. So yes, thank you so much. All right, this will come out very soon, boys. All right. All right. Cool. Bye bye.